Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, honestly, that was way too jolly an intro given the nature of the game that the Lakers played last night. They got obliterated on national TV again. Russ looked really bad and was getting booed again. And the Lakers are going to have some decisions to make in the next 24 to 48 hours. Let's start with some bright spots on the night. And uh, you know what? Let's start right here with, well, the fact that the game ended. Honestly, the story from this one is going to be once again, Russell Westbrook was benched basically in the fourth quarter. The Lakers made a you know minor little comeback run and he was not present for any of it. And at the end of the game, his vibe was just so weird. I would like to see some kind of an explanation for what the hell was going on there because, you know, first he's lying there on the bench or on the on the floor next to the bench while the Lakers are making their comeback. And then as the game is coming to a close, he's sitting like laughing and joking and kind of playing with LeBron's hair. I, I would like to get some kind of explanation there. We probably won't, but he hasn't looked comfortable on a court, especially in crypto here in a little bit. And then his his kind of additions to the team chemistry have been kind of non-existent, especially in these stretches where Frank Vogel opts for a different option and the Lakers go in a different direction during these minutes where the Lakers are trying to either win a game or once again make a game competitive. It's just it's it's just not working and it's going to be really interesting to see how the Lakers handle this. It the Russell Westbrook experiment has gone about as poorly as you can possibly as it could have possibly gone. Uh and and I I kind of wonder if those who were charged with making decisions here are going to be thinking long and hard about addition by subtraction. I also just really quickly want to bring some attention to Milwaukee because if the Lakers are able to salvage the season by way of some trade, that team that just blew the Lakers off their own home court is the kind of team that the Lakers are going to be facing off against in the finals. And, you know, they're the reigning champions, they, by the way, are playing without Brooke Lopez still. So if you want to say, oh, well, the Lakers didn't have so-and-so and, you know, Melo wasn't there and Dwight wasn't there and all of this, uh, no, don't do that. And, and if you're going to, uh, at least take into account the fact that Brooke Lopez wasn't playing for Brooklyn. But aside from that, the, the team, like one thing that I was just kind of marveling at is every single thing that the Lakers were doing offensively just looks so difficult. Whereas with Milwaukee, the ball just kind of finds its own energy. It, it, you know, the drives happen with a purpose and with an understanding of where the release valve is going to be should help come over. The sets that they run are, are two or three options deep and they are just incredibly patient and efficient in getting to the various aspects of those sets. It's just it's just a better run team. Uh, Mike Budenholzer clearly is a better coach, I think, than Frank Vogel. The Milwaukee Bucks organization is operating at a higher level than the Los Angeles Lakers are right now. And there's no other real way around it. This is just the kind of competition that the Lakers are trying to get to again. 
And, you know, I, I totally get it. If you're sitting there watching that game saying, wait, they have to compete with that eventually? What the hell kind of acquisition could the Lakers make that gets them to that level? It's a fair question and one I frankly don't have an answer for. My last point here before we get out of here, uh, and this is going to be a shorter show because we have all kinds of emergency lowdowns ready for you guys should something go down. We have an episode of Taco Tuesday that you hopefully have already listened to to recap that game as well as uh, get you guys ready for the next what should be an interesting 24 hours here as the Lakers get ready for the trade deadline. Uh, And then, you know, we have really cool projects lined up for the deadline itself. I'm going to be going live on in a pressure cooker uh, with a rotating cast of, of team and site and community managers uh, where we talk about the, these various teams interests and, uh, focuses on their attempts at getting to the level of like a Milwaukee or Phoenix or, or Golden State. Uh, so that's going to be one of the things that we're going to be doing, and that's going to be the half, half hour leading up to the trade deadline. The uh, After the deadline, basically five minutes or so after the deadline goes down, I'm going to be going live on a Twitter Spaces from the SB Nation main account where not just Lakers stuff, but and there's going to be plenty of Lakers stuff because the 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 way that this season has kind of fallen apart is still a talking point. But we are going to talk about that as well as some of the other things that we see over the course of uh, that 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 deadline. So a lot of really cool stuff there. That's why I feel a little bit better doing a shorter show here. All that said, I want to discuss uh, something that I'm I'm happy that we're getting some data for and it's that you know let's say LeBron doesn't quite look healthy AD never quite looks healthy uh or or you know the important role players on this on this Lakers roster never quite gel because of of health concerns that would give this front office and the decision makers that put this roster together an excuse it would it would give them an excuse it would give them an explanation they would be able to sit up there after this season and tell you you know what we really liked the roster that we put together we just had rotten luck and we're going to try to give it a go again next season and fortunately because we hopefully you know now we have a couple games here with uh russ and lebron and ad without DeAndre Jordan in in the mix and without Dwight Howard and without Rajon Rondo and without Kent Bazemore, you know, we, we are hopefully going to get some kind of a data sample that will shut down any excuse talk absolutely with no retort. Uh, this was a bad roster when it was put together. This was a, you know, I, I would make an argument. I think there's a very fair argument to be made here that this season was damned as soon as you traded for Russell Westbrook. Um, and, and the people who made those decisions have to answer for them and they won't be able to answer for them with any excuses. So hopefully this leads to some accountability and some, (laughs) some kind of a shift 
in identity in terms of the organization building that we've seen from this Lakers franchise since they won that championship two seasons ago. The plan was to end the editorial portion of that show there, but uh, some quotes are coming in here from Russell Westbrook after the game, and they are extremely not great. I talked earlier about wanting some kind of explanation for that moment where Russ was kind of rubbing LeBron's head and kind of playing around on the bench. Well, both LeBron and AD weren't really having it. Quote from Russ, I told him I wish I can help them, could help them, but I was in the game to help them out, but that's not my call. Russ, (laughs) that is not helping your case here. He continued, uh, when asked if the coaching staff has communicated to Russ what he has to do to close, quote, I don't have that answer for you, brother. I shouldn't have to hit a benchmark. I've earned that right, but once again, that ain't my decision. That's the decision he and the staff think is best unquote uh man (laughs) i look i already thought that this situation was kind of beyond repair at this stage and that you know it it was probably going to take a lot of guy people who made some of these decisions that led to russell westbrook coming to the lakers uh really eating a nice giant slice of humble pie or you know some crow whatever cliche you want to go to there but if this is russ's response to how things have gone down then he doesn't get it he doesn't get it he's not going to get it and it's probably best to just do whatever you can to move on all right that's going to do it for this episode of the lakers lowdown Uh, again make sure you check out taco tuesday make sure you guys check out the the special edition of the pressure cooker make sure you guys check out Uh, The rest of the shows that we have lined up for you over the course of the week, as well as all of the trade deadline coverage on silverscreenandroll.com. We have a trade tracker. We have a trade rumors tracker. We have an injury tracker. We have a tracker tracker, I'm sure. Uh, So check out all of that on silverscreenandroll.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Get your questions in for next week's edition of Silver Screen and Roll Live, uh, which always starts with iTunes questions. Those have been really, really fun. And engaging so we're going to keep uh, that train rolling until all of that and until i talk to you next i'm anthony irwin saying have a good one